Project Skeptic brings you PodFest 2023, April 23rd through the 29th. Seven episodes in seven days. Featuring Brent Hand from Hysteria 51, Justin Zinger from Zing This, Andy Hart from Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast, David Flora of Blurry Photos, and Ron of the Twisted Ten. Be there. April 23rd through the 29th on Project Skeptic. Hello everyone and welcome to a future rift. Rama episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And you got me, Dr. Zoid Berg. Oh, oh that oh, was great. Oh, man. You know what? I don't think we need to do the rest of the episode now. <laughs> Eric <laughs> killed it again. Um, <laughs> but, but on that note, we are also joined by a special guest for this week's episode. Returning for... A time, I, I can't remember how many times you've been on here, Jay, but um, Jay from Project Skeptic. How's it going? What's going on, guys? Are, are you excited to talk about Futurama? I actually I actually watched the episode right before I came upstairs. Awesome, awesome. Um, so did I. There you go. <laughs> uh, Eric, are you going off of pure memory or, have you, or did you rewatch it? I, uh, I I gave myself like my five thousandth watch through of it yesterday uh, because it's been, it actually had been probably maybe a year or so since I'd last seen it. So uh, I was like, you know what? Even though I I know most of this episode by heart, let's let's watch it again. Let's get let's get the little details fresh in my memory. All right. Well, I know we're all talking about this like you the you dear listener know what we're discussing, but we are discussing the episode of Futurama called Roswell that ends well. Now, here's where there's a complication. According to Wikipedia, it is Season 3, Episode 19. But, where did everybody watch this on? Hulu, Season 4, Episode 1, actually. Ellie? <laughs> yes, same thing. And Jay? Yes, uh, Hulu's uh, season four, episode one. But there was also, I looked at one of the wikis, and it said, like, season three, episode 51. Okay. <laughs> I don't oh. know where that came from. So. Well, and also, don't you have it somewhere on DVD? DVD? I was trying to find my DVD copies, yeah. but due to reorganization issues in the house. From all, the teenager. All the DVDs are boxed up. and Don't and ask I, the teenager to do I anything. And I quote when I said... Hey, where did you box up those DVDs when you took that shelving? <laughs> I don't know. Why? You can watch anything online. Yeah. You know what? Talk amongst yourselves for like two minutes. I know where mine are. I'm going to go find it and I'm going to see what's on the DVDs. Well, set. here's right the back. catch real quick. I, I will let Eric go. Here's the catch real quick with that. They're done by volumes on the DVD oh. set. Because they oh, did them by yeah. volumes instead of seasons because the seasons were weird how they put them out so anyways so that's the fun fact of that i'm sure eric will be back momentarily but i actually have an answer to the question of what season this falls into because i know what production numbers mean (laughs) (laughs) so no idea 
so yeah, so so Eric will return momentarily. I'm I'm gonna double check my production number theory, real quick why he is gone. Yeah, because when I looked up originally, I saw the um yeah season season three episode uh, episode nineteen or seventeen or whatever it was, but Hulu was different. Oh, because I went to season three on Hulu and it wasn't there. So, um, interestingly, you said it was episode three fifty one. Season th season three episode fifty one. I don't okay. know what. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know if that's overall episodes. That is correct. It is the fifty first episode in the entire series. But okay. I do have the production number, so that honestly reveals what what season and episode number it belongs to. But I'm I'm interested. So I, I'm interested so in I, Eric's response. Go ahead. So I found I pulled up volumes three and four. And the last, the the last, the, the last, oh my gosh, I cannot talk this morning. The last disc, there we go, that's what's going on, uh, of the, of, of uh, volume three has Roswell that ends well, episode 19 of that. However, there are one, two, three episodes after that, which I didn't even see in the, when I was like looking going back and forth between season three and four on Hulu, trying to figure out what was going on. I didn't even see these episodes listed in between. Uh, so, cause mm -hmm. after that, it shows Godfellas. Great episode. And the 30% iron chef. Um, God dang. That is a, there is a, <laughs> there is a hard line run on this show of a fair to remember anthology of interest. Volume two. Roswell, the Israel Godfathers, Future Stock, and Thirty Percent Iron Chef. God, that is a great run. But also, just a, just a fun little uh, thing: the the chapters. Remember chapters? Uh, the chapters in the DVD for this episode are one: What smells like blue? Two: Existing <laughs> is basically all I do. Three: You almost got neutered. Four: Are you coming on to me? And five: I'm sorry. Are you coming on to me? <laughs> I didn't hear a no. Uh, and then uh, five. Screw history. So, so, I, I I would say I don't I don't know if Eric was here for this. I do have the production number for the episode, and I did double yes. check. So this is the correct, correct by by standards. Um, it is. I, I know Ellie and everyone else is phenomenally enthralled with um, production numbers. 3ACV19 which means season 3 some numbers 19 so it is um it is the 19th episode of season 3 51st episode overall and apparently on Hulu episode 1 of season 4 but if you want the actual season 4 episode 1 it's Kiff gets knocked up ah! so <laughs> I was just, I was so excited that. Well, it, 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 I is, apologize. Written, it is written by Bill Odenkirk, so I mean, if, if you're a huge Odenkirk mm. fan, then no. get excited. God, uh, we got it. Right. We got to move on. So, so this is the this, this is the episode we will be discussing today after much turmoil of where this episode falls <laughs> in place. I don't think one of the things we can argue about is it is it did air originally on December 9th, two thousand one. So, um, on that note, when did everyone see this the first time to the best of their memory? Going with Ellie first. 
Um, 22 minutes ago. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Aaron. <laughs> I, I, the night it aired, like the original air date. Jay? Yeah, I've probably saw the, yeah, the original air date, but man, that oh, 20 some years ago. It's hard to remember if it was that or, you know, it's probably somewhere around there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do remember watching, I'm like, I don't think I've ever stated Futurama is one of my favorite shows of all time. I don't think I talk about it enough, but I will say that the golden age of Futurama is my favorite time frame, which I guess would be the original run of Futurama. I, I, er, Eric's online more, so I'm sure there's other terminology for it, but I guess the original run. Not saying the Comedy Central stuff was bad, but I think the original four-season run on Fox from 1999 to 2003 was the golden age, and I think one of the best eras in television. And yes, I do have my DVD somewhere that I have watched with commentary, without commentary, until just, just straight into the ground. But... Every one of the Futurama episodes does have an opening caption when the episode starts. Did anyone catch what it was? No cheating. I did. I did catch it when I watched it this morning. It's the, um, it's fun for everybody and except for grandma and grandpa. Aha. Yes, you are correct. It's fun for the whole family except for grandma and grandpa, which we will find out why (laughs) later in the episode. Whoops. Um, so no, I, I mean, here, here, here's, here, here's my thing. I, I would love to do like a feel, full Futurama thing, but I think it's a lot like Teen Titans Go and the fact of just doing periodic episodes here and there is great. Especially this one, because this one is hailed as one of the greatest episodes of all time. So, um, we're going to go around and get everyone's opinion. Your opinion is either this is one of the greatest episodes of all time or you're wrong. Ellie, thoughts on the episode? <laughs> of, of all time of what? Just, just, just television. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Then you're wrong. We, we established. Oh, uh, well, in okay, my okay. house, okay, I'm always you, right. But where that's do you okay. grade this? Where do you grade this in your sense of like you watching Rick and Morty, other stuff? This is a t- over 20 year old sh- episode of a show. Does it hold up? Is it still good? Did you laugh? Yes, I laughed. Is it Emmy worthy? <laughs> no. Yes, it is. Um. Maybe an outstanding animation program. Well, this episode. We're talking about this episode, though. Yeah. This episode won an Emmy. Yes, it did. This particular yes, episode. outstanding animated program. Programs less than one hour in two thousand two. So, but that was for the season. No, that was for this episode. Then they're wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am looking at it. It is saying that this scored the high, one of the highest Nielsen ratings. Well, there wasn't much going on there. David X. Cohen. David X. Cohen. Mm. So it was enjoyable, and I it's laughed. Favorite episode. And the commentary from my six-year-old daughter made it even better. Um, I enjoyed it. Okay, what was some of her commentary? I've I've been teased at this. So what was so. She was just, again, I think she was just in a very giggly mood this morning anyway, but she was very entertained by, um, sorry, the crab dude. Zoidberg. Yes. Zoidberg. Yes. Um, (laughs) she thought he was hilarious. She loved his little flappy thingies, she called them. 
Oh, the, the mouth tendrils. <laughs> yes. Um, she died laughing when they said the F word, and I said, no, it was the A word. And she said, it doesn't matter. It was still a bad word, and that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. She's going to have her mind blown <laughs> when she watches other cartoons. When they don't... talked about the, when they said ass. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she just. Oh my gosh! They said the F word, and I was like, "Baby, it wasn't. It wasn't the F word." <laughs> and she said, "Well, I said it was the A word." And she's like, "It was still a cuss word. It was so funny." You know what I'm gonna make her watch now? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have her watch Wars the H word, where it's got like Bender's list of most said words. Oh gosh, she will. Her mind will be blown. Um, she said, "Why is that robot head talking?" It's not connected to his body. Um, yeah, she was just, she could be a very good uh, Patreon commentary of all the things that she thought was amazing from this episode. I mean, she's not wrong about most of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, so clearly she was very entertained. Um, on that note, moving over to people who have better opinions on shows. Uh, <laughs> Jay, is this Emmy worthy? What is this the greatest episode of Futurama? Is it the greatest episode of television ever made? It's a it's a really good episode, and if we're talking like uh, cartoon animated series, you know, <clears throat> of all time, I mean, it's probably yeah, it, it, top twenty, top fifteen of all time. This particular episode, mm-hmm. you know, if it, that's going through everything. You know, you you mentioned Rick and Morty and The Simpsons and South Park. You you know, the, all between all of those, every one of those has that episode. So yeah, it's probably easily yeah probably one of the greatest episodes of an animated series of all time. Okay. 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 Go, go going to the, the voice of reason now, Eric. Yeah. What's your opinion on this episode? Seven. I just don't know what to say. No, uh, <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> very first specific thing, number. First thing that came into my mind. Uh, no, I, I thought it was a great episode in terms of the pantheon of animation in general. And specific, I mean, obviously in terms of Futurama, it's like one of the best episodes. Um, and like you said, I, f- I feel like this is, this is the equivalent of like the, the golden era of the Simpsons where um, even though there've been good episodes before and after this is definitely, you know, their golden era really hit at the beginning. Uh, they knew what they were doing right off the bat. So I, I think they did a really good job of just, playing into the lore of Futurama and the lore of Roswell. And I think they did a great job of just making it hilarious, just injecting that Futurama um, sense of humor into it. Definitely deserving of an Emmy. Uh, yeah. Definitely, like- definitely deserving of, um, of being in the, like, you know, the top 10 or 20 of like greatest animated episodes of all time. Like it's a good one. Is it my personal favorite episode of Futurama? No, but it's, it's, it, but in terms of the yeah, overall Justin. importance, in terms of the overall <laughs> importance, uh, I, I think Godfellas is my favorite, uh, but in terms of uh, importance to um, everything, I, I do feel like it's, it's, it's deserving of the praise it gets. Godfellas does have one of my favorite. Actually, actually, Wow, this this was a peak time for Futurama because Godfellas has one of my favorite like single line reads, and then this has one of my favorite like responses to something. The um the well then wait why 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 are you still here? Maybe God loves me, and then the hysterical laughter from Bender <laughs> is is great. But in Godfellas, it has the um 
it has where like Bender gets shot out, and then Fry's like, "You, even if we rub the engine with cheetah blood." Just was it's just a great line read from uh, wow this is like a peak I'm, you know what I'm gonna spend the rest of the day doing is just watching like this lineup of fantastic Futurama episodes. Um, speaking of funny stuff, I'm gonna start with Ellie. Despite my best inklings of podcasting, I'm gonna start with Ellie again. What what joke or what um gag stood out to you the most? Like what 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 was your favorite moment if you can choose one? Oh, geez. I've only watched it once, so it's going to be hard for me to remember. Um, Don't worry. I'm sure you're with enough people that can, from the vague <laughs> mutterings you do, where we'll be able to put it together precisely. I think I'd rather other people go, and then I'll just agree with them. Fine. We'll go in reverse order. I'm, wait, that would be me first. Eric, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, one thing that always gets me in any Futurama episode is uh, the professor saying something that sounds ridiculous. That, of course, in in their world is like is just you know regular. And when he says gravitrons and graviolis, <laughs> as soon as he said gravi, I forget about that every single time. And every time I I hear him say that line, I crack up. Uh, I love <laughs> I love graviolis. I also love when they are trying to buy a microwave and. <laughs> they're in the store and of course microwaves don't exist and you know it plays into that whole like you know we assume past you know 100 years from now whole like centuries were just like the exact same so they're like oh this is around the time fry was from when she's speaking with like <laughs> yo homes early 90s Holmes. <laughs> slang to the guy and then <laughs> though though if same you as, if I you do this. catch it she says axe instead of ass because yes. that was established. Oh, yeah. No, 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 that's established in Futurama lore as that's, that's, that's how they say it. Yeah, that's how they say it. They they because because there there was an episode where where Leo was like, yeah, it's 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 where you pronounce stuff weirdly, like saying ask instead of axe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. The made up professor stuff. I, I was I was about to say the the professor has some home run hits in this episode, in my opinion, but. Moving on from Philip J. I mean, from Fon. It's it's a Fonsworth J. Fonsworth. Yeah. No, I, I th- thought his middle name was J too. Oh, I don't remember his middle name. Anyways, moving on to J. <laughs> wow. Thanks. You want, <laughs> you want the uh, you want the one liner from the show? I what whatever your favorite moment was. More romance, I guess you got a few. It is. It's Hubert J. Farnsworth. Oh, bam! <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to had to have my moment there where I where I won at life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the part the part that got me the most was the part where um, Fry's trying to console uh, Mildred from you know uh, Enos dying, and uh, he says. Hey, you know what always cheers you up? Baking me a nice tray of sugar cookies. <laughs> and her response is, how about these cookies, sugar? <laughs> I, I, it, was, it, it caught me off guard. And that obviously plays into like the rest of the, you know, the, the ethos of what happens. But uh, it caught me off guard. I cracked up. Yeah, that was probably my favorite favorite one line in that in that episode this this episode has so many great lines um i in us talking about the president's favorite 
presents from pop culture a while back, and I said that um, Harry S. Truman from this episode of Futurama <laughs> always killed me because, like, him showing up and just him conversating with Farnsworth and then the, um, I mean, not Farnsworth, um, Zoidberg, and then him um, having that kook conspiracy theorist who kept taking <laughs> pictures and it was other conspiracy things. Every time. Uh, like, Oh, Nessie. Yeah, it, it, was, it was Nessie and um, it was uh, V-shaped UFOs from Arizona. But I don't think it was the Phoenix event photos. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to do this from memory too because they talk about it in the commentary hence why I wanted to find the DVDs. But... They're somewhere in a box. They're somewhere in a box. I'm. It's narrowed down to in this house in a box. Yeah. Not labeled, probably. I guarantee you not no, labeled. No, just thrown in something else, probably. Oh, I can't wait to find those. Um. So, anyways, one, one, one of my favorite... Like I said, there's so many moments, and I think one of my favorite line reads is that I think God loves me Um, is great, and just, just Zoidberg... And this, by the way... This is before the joke of Zoidberg's poor came up. Because that came later in the series because he's like, oh, I forgot my wallet. When they when he showed, he's like, a buffet. And then he goes, oh, I forgot my wallet. Uh, it's free. <laughs> so I, I, I think that's up there too. Just, 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 just Zoidberg interacting with the U.S. government is great. So Ellie, go ahead. Oh, I, sure. <laughs> With your favorite moment. My favorite moment is Joke. just um, Zoyberg as a character in this episode. I mean, I my favorite, one of the favorite things of him is I love when they, uh, he actually going back to the buffet um, and you see the, the food being thrown up against the window <laughs> and the horror of the people acting like it's like, you know, people being torn apart and it's this horrific scene. And then they zoom in with like his face, like sucking off the, the juices from the food that was being thrown. That was, it was pretty amazing. So I, I guess let's go with the plot finally now that we've gotten all <laughs> this out of the way. So basically uh, the crew goes to watch a supernova go off and, um, they, they the, the one of the jokes there is like they talk about how this is a once in a lifetime experience and they're like hey Fry Fry can you go make some popcorn and Fry puts a uh, metal in the microwave and apparently that combined with the supernova going off like causes them to go back in time. Uh, it's talking about Futurama now they've done time travel a lot but originally they wanted to avoid it as much as possible because they said they didn't want to make it something that could be common mm. and. Mm. Micro, um, metal in the microwave and um, the supernova going off were like the catalyst for them to be able to go back in time. Of course, there's no GPS, so they crash land outside of Roswell, New Mexico. And Bender gets thrown out of the ship because he refuses to wear a seatbelt. <laughs> um, Those things kill more people than whatever that line was. <laughs> um, and then they make, um, and then they go to pick up Bender's body and Leela gives the, um, all right, Zoidberg, pick up the parts. Everybody else, take five. <laughs> and they leave Zoidberg out there to pick up all the pieces. 
And, of course, the U.S. government finds him and the, of course, parts of, um... Oh, that would have been the line. That's not a weather balloon. That's my ass. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's where the line is. Well, it's six-year-old and approved. Yeah. Cause that, that, that's her favorite. Because then, of course, they find it. It shows the picture of, you know, UFO crash instead of holding up the alleged pieces of a weather balloon. We'll get to that later. He's holding up, like, it's, it's Bender's ass basically is being held up in the <laughs> oh picture. and what an ass it is yeah shiny and metal Woo! um of course antics with zoidberg and the u.s government fry goes to retrieve a microwave um satellite dish from the army base and runs into his alleged grandfather enos i, I say alleged because um he's his own grandfather and um <laughs> Fonsworth and leela go to try to procure a um, microwave themselves with, um, I guess, two era-accurate outfits? <laughs> if, if, if we're counting the era as, like, a hundred years, oh maybe? Um, I, I Something about their, their, their outfits, too. Just, just, just Professor in that bright orange suit with the giant <laughs> um, hat was really funny, too. <laughs> um also also them them ordering food too the soylent oh yeah, yeah. soylent, <laughs> soylent green some soylent orange and some soylent coleslaw <laughs> professor it's the 21st century oh i'll have a coke monsieur and a stein of me <laughs> i have an injection of femislim Two chili dogs. Two chili out. dogs it is. Two chili dogs. <laughs> okay, by okay, speaking speaking of the food ordering, we we had Enist ordering earlier. Is a fried egg on top of a of a pie a thing? No, I think it's just to <laughs> I think it's just to show how like a there were weird food combinations in the past, and b they didn't really give a give a damn about health. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Because yeah. I'm you like an entire pie, and to put on it, it just the, 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 the icing on top was an egg on top. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, is that a thing? Is that something people do? Like did or something because that, that seems like such a weird combination and i'm like well what kind of pie is it because i i can't think of a pie that'd be a good combination with cherry pie no apple pie no <laughs> i mean don't think too hard about it i'm, I'm trying not to but i i was the like you try to think about it the more you think about it. well okay don't don't forget by the way um this is the most overqualified writing crew in history, Futurama, there's True. like multiple people with doctorates. A ton of them graduated from like Harvard, have like mathematics degrees and all this crap. So it it is something that there's a joke or two that will fly over everybody's head probably. And that's why I was like, is there some joke with that fried egg on top pie thing that I'm just not picking up on? <laughs> so... I just sorry we were we were talking about food and it dawned on me that, that was always something weird that I never picked up on, and I was like, is this just I, something I'm not aware of? And everyone else goes to places and orders this. Nope. I, I wanted to open. I want to open a Futurama themed restaurant just so I can a serve pie with fried egg on top. The B. I want there to be a menu item that is Coke Monsieur, <laughs> side of beef, <laughs> an injection of Slim, and the description is just two chili um, God, you, you, you could do a Futurama-themed restaurant because there is so many weird food things. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, poppers. Yeah, poppers. There's Normally the... known as tasticles. 
There's the anchovies too on like like pre whatever pizza with anchovies. And pizza God, with it. everything except anchovies, and then a pizza with my favorite topping, anchovies. anchovies. <laughs> um, God, we're just reminiscing about, but yeah. So so yeah, basically, yeah. that's that's the episode. For I um, deduces on his own because Enos gets killed in a um, nuclear bomb test. Um, deduces <laughs> that Mildred can't be his grandmother because uh, I mean. It can't be his grandmother because um, he's, you know, still around and everything, and he becomes his own grandfather, which comes up in later episodes a lot because, That's... like, it's he doesn't have the Delta brainwave. So I, I want to know if that was thought out beforehand or if it was just something they went back to later and were like, oh, yeah, we could use this. But due to the fact of the credentials of the writers on this show, I guarantee you it was thought out way beforehand because... Yeah. Hmm? The fact that episode one had a thing that didn't come into fruition until like seasons later. I'm gonna go uh, with nibbler, it. The nibbler with the uh, the nibbler shadow. Yeah, uh, I, I totally think they planned that out, or at least said, um, you know, Fry's his own grand. I think they did. I think they did have established he was his own grandfather. That I do think they've had since the beginning. Uh, in terms of what that meant, I do think that they were like, okay, this means something. We, we might get to it later on. But I think it was definitely a planned out kind of thing. I like it. Um, yeah. Do you think they like everything that they did was like? Did they go back and try to incorporate that stuff, or was this just like a, a huge planned out? Like that would be amazing if it was all planned out that way. It really would be. I remember reading an interview with uh, Matt Groening and David Cohen and David X. One of the other ones. Yes, David X Cohen. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, it was right around. It was right before Futurama came out, and they did this thing saying, you know, when we started The Simpsons, we were really going in and winging it until we kind of found our stride. They're like, but Futurama, we have done a lot of planning. We know exactly what we're doing. We have a roadmap. So I mm. feel like, and yes, the, the show did. Like any TV show, it found its footing as it went on, but it seems like they had a lot more planned out uh, in terms of the future uh, compared to. Uh, most shows or like the simpsons i i i will agree that futurama i think there wasn't everything planned out but a lot of it was set up and ready because i mean they've never had a framework any, hmm? good framework yeah because they've never like I, I know we talk about the multiple endings of futurama the most revived series of all time and we're, we're saying this with a future of the show still to come from hulu which is its third or fourth revival? I'm trying to think. We had the original. We had the straight-to-DVD movies. We had the Comedy Central seasons. I think the straight-to-DVDs are counted as season five, which is technically part under the Comedy Central umbrella. But even then, those were their own separate things for a while until they came back on until they came back on Comedy Central. So yeah. I've always kind of considered them their own separate thing. Yeah. Even though they are included on that, so... I consider this being like I guess the fourth revival. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent accurate in my opinion. And like and like <laughs> like I've said before, I I think season one through four is solid. I don't think the other seasons are bad per se. It's just that's what I grew up on. Like that was like the things I watched constantly. Like DVDs would like tapes would have been worn down. D DVDs would have like turned clear from the amount of times the laser hit them. Like that's how much I watched <laughs> these. 
So it's it's one of those things that I'm glad it's coming back, and I love this episode personally because it comes from like the like peak, as I've established with like what comes before and after the peak of it, and also of course it won an Emmy, Ellie. That just that episode. Just that. Ep- <laughs> How many times does we go over that? Also, I think a second. I think a second. Um. They they won two Emmys. I don't. Know. I'll look up what the other ones for when someone talks for, for the a same episode. Oh my god! Love you. I feel you. I I'm like, are you doing this on purpose throughout the entire episode, or maybe? How have you avoided seeing this episode? By the way, I don't know because we usually go to bed to Rick and Morty because that's <laughs> on Hulu. Um, but no, I mean the 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 other thing is, I mean, there was a time where we did go to bed to this one. I. Th- think but it's been probably a while. back when it was on um netflix yeah yeah because netflix had it for a little bit didn't it rick and morty no um um oh. futurama i don't know yes they did have it for there was a while where basically netflix just had every series even if it was on other streaming services like if there was a series and it was streaming it was probably on netflix and now that's obviously not the case but yes it did have it at one point yeah the the, the great um the great streaming wars of the 20th century. That's something they can talk about. I mean, they talked about the uh, the bands of ro- roving. Uh, I mean, they did a South Park episode called Streaming Wars, but I, I see that being is something they can talk about in Futurama, just the streaming wars of the past. Yeah, now you have to collect them all. Yeah. yeah by by that, you mean all the streaming services. Yes. And basic. I, oh, you, speaking you, you, you of mean, collect them all. You mean get, get rid of all your, you mean I'm going to get away from cable and then pay double the amount yes. of streaming. I will, though, in my defense, I don't like watching TV at a scheduled time. I like to watch it when I want to watch Correct. it. Correct. If I want to have a few trauma marathon, I'll do it myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> but we do have to talk about that really quick. Pikachu and Ash, the last episode where they're the main character. He becomes, he becomes. So sad. Ash is the dream employee for anybody. He is young and has over 20 years experience in the field. 25. 25. <laughs> 25 yeah, that, that's still not years. enough for most, there's, that's still not enough for most jobs. <laughs> no. You're, wait, you're, you're, you're saying you're a 10 year old with 25 years of experience? Uh, entry level. Overtime. Didn't that just happen though recently? An, an unpaid intern, <laughs> unpaid contract intern, and we'll see how things go after three years. Uh, um, but yes, yes, it's no vacation time. <laughs> but yes, Ali, to to reference that, yes, I believe the Pokemon Ash as the main character and Pikachu is coming to an end. No, I think it did. I think it's the final episode. Yeah, the last episode actually aired a couple days ago. Yeah, that's what I okay, thought. Okay, well, I don't know when people are listening to this, so. If if it's somehow in the past before it's even recorded, then no matter, sure. Yeah, I was gonna say it has to be in the past. Yeah, someone from five years ago is listening to this somehow. What? Yeah. It's ending? Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I mean this. Back to Futurama. Great episode. Um, definitely something up up the alley of people who are into UFOs and stuff like that. Definitely it won an Emmy. Did it? Yes. Oh, God. Okay. Dang, and you, I, I, I love how it's podcast, so you can't tell I'm staring you down. <laughs> Anyways, Jay. Sorry. Give us a quick rundown. Jay's the... going to wish that he never records with me on Oh, no, no. This, this is vague revenge for what I do when I'm on his show. Oh, okay. Yes, somehow. Jay, give us a quick rundown of the Roswell incident while I look up what other episode of Futurama won an Emmy. Uh, that would be the late... 
Philip J. Fry. That was an outstanding animated program in 2011, by the way. I looked it up. There you go, Ellie. Wow. Two Emmys. Wow. How sad is it that someone that's not a permanent host on this show is better prepared than you are? I'm sorry. I didn't realize the Emmy quality of this episode was going to be drawn into question. I have several <laughs> things open of quotes from the episode. I have several things open for the Roswell incident. I don't have the tab open. That's okay. Go ahead and flex that you have three screens. I'm looking at three monitors right now and not a, one of them has the Emmy thing on it. Oh, disgusting. Jay, <laughs> disgusting. what happened in the Roswell incident? And we'll get to what we think. Uh, 1947, United States uh, and other countries are in the midst of flying saucer craze. This comes directly from my um, my show notes for our episode. <laughs> oh, man, Roswell. I bet you had some, some phenomenal guest on for that one. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. Mm. <laughs> and Zinger, Zinger's on too, I bet. <laughs> but, yeah, Roswell... Um, Crashed landing, UFO, flying saucer. Um, this, the material was taken to Roswell Army Airfield, RAF, and um, all the wreckage was deemed a flying saucer. Uh, a couple days later, it was deemed a weather balloon. Uh, did it get sent to Wright Pat? Was it a? Did they have an alien? Did they have an autopsy? Did they? They, uh, there's a lot 51. of fifty one. Yeah, is it a tied to Area 51? Uh, there's a guy that's holding, looks like uh, aluminum foil. It's a very famous pitcher. <sighs> that's pretty much ass. Roswell. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the, the F word. So, on that note, Eric, what yeah. do you think really happened at Roswell? Something happened. I. I... Just, there's enough out there. I mean, I feel like something did happen. What it was, I don't know. Even if it was like some very advanced technology that the U.S. government didn't want people knowing about at the time, I do feel like something weird happened. It's not just like, oh, it's a weather balloon. Uh, but what it is, whether it's aliens or what, I don't know. I mean, because they talk. I know there's the eyewitnesses who say like, oh, there was like weird writing all over a piece of the thing. I mean, that could be, you know, an early form of, like, a QR code or something like that. We see those all the, all over the place now, or a barcode. But back then, you would have been like, what is this stuff? So, who knows? But would it also be aliens? Well, possibly. All I right. think the truth is out there. Oh, by the way, I do I have the sticker up here? No, it's on the back of the old recording chairs. Um, I, I have the I Want to Believe... And instead of UFO, it's Bender's body as the UFO. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have that sticker I got off of T Public or some some site. Um, Ellie, what do yeah. you think happened at Roswell? Maybe the TARDIS was flying through and okay, the door moving was on, open. Moving on. Moving oh, on. Okay. <laughs> I meant serious answers only. Oh. Even though maybe mine's gonna... <laughs> the TARDIS was flying through. Oh my God. And the door was open in one of the, like, ships from another era came through the TARDIS. Why don't you just say a dialect fell out? Oh, that would be so cool. Yes, that's <laughs> what I'm going with. Go okay, aliens. Jay, bring us back to reality. Yeah. What do you think happened? I, I should have listened to the episode that we did because I, I know my conclusion is probably going to be completely different from the, what oh, I'm going to tell you right now. I but. think mine was future. the Futurama episode is what happened. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. We we talked about this on the episode. Um, you know, in uh, in '94, that the Air Force was actually established by then. Um, uh, they did from the the spy balloon from the Project Mogul. That was um, you know, uh, nuclear testing at this at the Soviet Union to uh, attempt to uh, radar or watch what they were doing over there. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm really on board with the with the aliens in this one, which is weird because like I'm into alien like stories, but th- I, I I don't know. This one doesn't feel alien. It feels like something our government would do and then cover up. All right. Do 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 you want me to do mine that I did on your episode? I don't. You can do. <laughs> I'd love that theory. All right. So so, I. There is a author by the name of, of Annie Jacobs who's done like a ton of military relate like the what truly happened, the CIA you know black projects. Um, there's also one where it was um, her like bringing up the stuff from like Project Paperclip and stuff like that, which was where we brought over a ton of Nazi scientists and we're like, oh, we're just gonna cover up the fact they were Nazi scientists real quick and um, have them work on putting us on the moon. Um, but she's talked about all that stuff. But one of her earlier books was called Area Fifty One, and I hate that Area Fifty One and Roswell are linked. But now I'm explaining how they're linked. So <laughs> fun for me. So apparently, now this is all from her book. Apparently, um, she was interviewing one of the EG&G, like, engineers, who, they're the ones that actually were behind a lot of stuff that went on in Area 51, because plausible deniability, and technically you're not government-related, per se, but, anyways, apparently what crashed in Roswell, New Mexico, was a ship designed and, and basically commissioned by Joseph Stalin, you know, the guy that was running Russia after World War II, and mo- and was filled with modified Joseph Mangala. Joseph Mangala, yeah, that guy. Basically surgically adapted these these um kids to look like aliens so that when it landed in the US, we'd think that there was an invasion of the, you know, War of the Worlds invasion because he was always obsessed with how everyone got crazy over that particular like Thing that happened where they read um, where Orson Welles read the War of the Worlds and everything. So that's what actually happened, but it crashed by mistake. And the reason they covered it up was because our government was doing some of the same stuff that theirs were, and they didn't want the public. They we we aren't on a need to know. So that's what Annie Jacobs assesses in her book. Eric, on a level of um, one to crazy, which one of us sounds more insane right now? I think we're all pretty sane. I, I meant this between world, and this crazy <laughs> in this crazy world that we live in today. You know what? Those are all very plausible things. I mean, that, that I will say the, the the genetically crafted kids sound a little insane, but uh, <laughs> but then I mean, look what just happened here in the U.S. two months ago. We had all these weird ass spy balloons and various unident- un- unidentified aerial phenomenon happening over our country very publicly and then it's it's a, the one was obviously we've seen very close-up pictures of but then like remember like for a week or two after that it was just like breaking news after breaking news is like oh there's another one oh there's another one oh there's another one and we yeah. haven't heard anything about it i mean that's just like weird i don't know i just think in, in this in this day and age i feel like it's sort of the that is sort of like the now equivalent of like what was going on then except now we have you know people so- didn't have high-tech fancy cameras 
that they were able to zoom in on and, and see. So, so what you're saying is in like 50 years, someone's going to look back on the ones that we didn't talk about or that weren't covered as much and find out, like get the real story. Because by the way, the Roswell like crash was like not a thing for like 50 years. Right. Like nobody yeah, cared 70 about something. Yeah. yeah. No one cared about it for like a while. And then, and then someone was finally like, hey, I'm going to look into this. And that's how we got a lot of this information. So, Eric, you might I, be on to something. I think in 50 years when Futurama is like on its 70th revival, uh, what's going to happen is there's going to be an episode where they go back in time to 2023. And they, <laughs> that was actually the Planet Express ship. Yeah. That was in some sort of standby mode. But like, oh boy, we're in standby mode. And it looks like a satellite attached to a balloon. And that's... <laughs> What 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 was happening? Oh, it uh, it, it, it deploys a balloon <laughs> if the engines die, so it can just yes. float. <laughs> Perfectly. Oh, heavens! The U.S. Air Force is trying to shoot us down. <laughs> oh, they they still got some ozone left. Oh, that's that. We've never had that. <laughs> By the way, great great joke out of nowhere too with the what's what's this ozone layer? We've never had that. <laughs> um. But no, I mean, like, like, like I said, Roswell's interesting. Do I believe what I just spouted out? But, um, yeah, that that is, I'm going on record as that's my response. But, I, like I said, fun episode. I wanted to bring Jay on because I had just been dragged. I mean, Willfully <laughs> went on his show. Wow. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> Willfully went on his show to talk about, um, Roswell, which I'm sure he'll get to plug, plug, plug and everything in a minute. And um, since we were talking about famous presidents from our, you know, stuff for President's Day, I was like, you know what, this perfectly lines up for me to discuss a future um episode. That's a fantastic Emmy Award winning episode. And if we still have the zingies, I give it a zingy award. Oh, okay. For best, for best animated show of 2023 that I watched. Um, hey, you were saying about presidents. The the tie to Truman in that show is wild because there was something with him meeting with an alien. He left something for um, he left uh, for like a couple hours to have like a dental procedure, and that and that time span was a part of what they called. He met with um with an extraterrestrial and did like uh. A, God, I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember what it's called. I've never heard of this. I'm, I'm oh, it's 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 a weird thing. Like he apparently his um cap got knocked loose on his tooth, so they had to do like emergency dental surgery to put it back in. Which why would you do that? Like that doesn't seem like something you need to do emergency surgery for. It seems kind of weird. That one yeah, wasn't they... okay. Sorry, I'm thinking of the um I'm thinking of one of the other presidents that got like a tumor removed where they did it like on a boat off the coast, but that was a different president. Yeah, that's just, that's a, the tooth thing is right though. He had, um, yeah. he had something like that, but they were doing like some negotiations with somebody from Zeta Reticuli. That's that tie in for the show where Truman's talking to Zoidberg and <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that, that kind of yeah. tied that. I thought of that story right away whenever, uh, the Truman story, whenever he was, and why was he in a box when he got I, there? <laughs> I think it was best because, joke I think, ever. I think, it was, I think it was hilarious. It's like it doesn't even make sense why, but I just love that he was just. <laughs> you, hey, you know what the funny thing is? I guarantee you it talks about it in the commentary for the episode. Which is, is that also only on the in DVD? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's also in a DVD, which is in a box. <laughs> yeah. I, but you know what? I'm going to go down and look for um for, for a box that just says sea rations. What is it? Ration C or sea rations or something. <laughs> uh, I'm just finding Majestic 12, by the way. For I looked up Truman Alien. And it's just yeah, the Majestic 12. Uh, maybe it is Eisenhower. <laughs> yes, it was the Eisenhower Treaty. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's so it. So close. Are you going to win an Emmy today? I probably will. God dang it. All right, so, Jay, where can people find more from you? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Anywhere you can find podcasts, really. Uh, just uh, search Project Skeptic. Uh, we're on uh, every platform right now. If you have any type of social media, we're there, too, so... ProjectSkeptic.com has all the links to everything, and uh, yeah, you can even listen to the show on the website too. So, there's that. Woo, uh, Eric. Where can people find? Oh nope. Wait before we give Eric his moment. Before we give Eric his moment. Um. So, it, what's everyone playing right now? Gonna start with <laughs> you, Jay. Well, I was attempting to play the Diablo 4 beta this weekend because it was uh, it was a free open beta. Um, I had some playing issues with it. It won't run on my PC, uh, so that was one issue. Uh, it barely runs on my Xbox because I still have a Xbox One. But I did play a good um, five hours or so. I think I got to level like 13. They maxed you at 20 on the beta, so I think I'll finish that up this afternoon. Uh, super fun. It's The game's fluid. Um, it's all open world. It feels like Diablo 2 more than Diablo 3. I mean, it, it's you can dungeon crawl for 20 minutes and then come back up to what you were doing, and it's open world. So they really did a good job on incorporating what people love about Diablo and some new new aspects of the game and you can you can not do the main story and just do side quests and it, it's a, it's a lot of fun i i made a necromancer so i have a i have a skeleton army with me which is always fun and um i enjoyed playing um what i could all right, Eric, what have you been playing recently? Uh, I have also been playing <laughs> Diablo 4 beta. Uh, since I pre-ordered it, I played the, the closed beta last weekend, and uh, I've been playing a little bit of open beta this weekend, which is nice because they let you continue on. Um, if you hit level 20, you get like a special cosmetic item in the final game. So I was like, I was at level like 17 with my, my, my rogue that I created. Uh, so I, I got her to level 20, and now I, I want to go back and maybe at least mess around with the other uh, four character classes just to just to kind of mess around and see what uh, what shenanigans I can get into. But I'm I'm just like Jay said, everything he said, it's great. It is so much fun just walking around and you're just fighting things, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm in a dungeon, and then you get done and you can just continue on. And I, I didn't think about that, but you're right, it does feel very Diablo two um, in a good way. Like I love that was my introduction to the series, so. Um, I'm, I'm very much excited for the full release of that. And, uh, it, it's going to be a painful two plus months until we get there, but, uh, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm down for it. Uh, yeah. This single, this single game is going to cost me like $400 yes. <laughs> cause I got to buy, I got to buy the game and I don't want to deal with the latency in my Xbox. So I'm going to have to buy a new Xbox. Too. I, 
I just got a Series S. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah, Series S because Verizon had a thing where you get it, get it through them, Not get a hundred dollars off. So it was one hundred and fifty dollars. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. So that's how I've been playing because I was like, I don't know if my laptop's going to run it, and I really want to play it. So uh, I'm glad I I got <laughs> I bit the bullet and got that because uh, it was it was very smooth. Other than the any issues I had were all server related. So yeah, once I logged in, it was just like everything was just perfectly smooth and buttery and Diablo-y. All right, Ali. Um, what was your experience playing Diablo Beta? So, oh, oh, right. I don't give a crap. Um, <laughs> but I am watching Last of Us finally. So, mm. I'm I haven't watched it yet. I'm excited. I still have not watched it. It's okay. I haven't either. So, I'm she's doing it without me too. <laughs> like, like she made a point to to just leave me. Leave me by the wayside. Not wow, that is a lie. I You're mean, going to hell. Probably. Okay. I'm uh, speak, speaking of which, I am looking at to see what the PC requirements are for Diablo. Is it on PC? Of course it is. It's, yes. it's Diablo. Yeah. Trying yeah. To, I'm tr- trying to see where it says the requirements so I can see if this 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 beastly PC can run it or not. Um. Anyways, oh man, it's making me go to. Freaking installing, ew, ew, ew! It's installing Battle.net on my computer. Get it away. Um. <laughs> anyways, um, we'll be back with a. Uh, wait, Eric, where can people find more from you? There we go. You can find me at Eric Burke and at Backlog Burke. And we'll be back next week with another nerdy topic on something nerdy. Anyways, uh, definitely check out Jay, Jay's um show Project Skeptic. I mean, you don't have to check out the episodes I'm on, but <laughs> you should. <laughs> Anyways, bye.